Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for choosing to use your data and your time to listen to this podcast. It is your girl, Bokhisa Pimokwena, and welcome to the chat. Um, today, we are doing sports. <laughs> I am with, I don't know if I should say they new, but he's been around, but I am with um, TTFC Ladies Head Coach. Mr. C. Mabuza. Hi. Hello, ma'am. How are you? I'm well and yourself. I'm good, thank you. You don't take this serious, okay? We're just chatting. Okay. <laughs> you can laugh however you want to laugh and all that. My people truly don't mind. Um, so tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Where have you been? And what are you coming with? Uh, um... Born and raised in Sochanguve, Pretoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, lived there, did every, everything there, school there, until finished. Um, yeah, Sochanguve was still a public place, still a, a food mm. that everyone loves being there. And we we still love the hood. Sochanguve, okay. The L, okay, I only know the L. <laughs> yeah. No, Sochanguve is too big. You yeah, Sochanguve is too is. big. Uh, I'm from Block BB. Okay. I'm from Block BB in Sushanguve. So okay. I was born and raised. Yeah. Okay. You were born and raised there. Yeah. My I thought you were going to say Horozambumalang. But, anyways, so how long have you been in, should I say, sports or football in particular? Like, uh, what, what is, like, how did you get to be a head coach of, like, this? Yes, these girls, me. These girls. <laughs> How did you get to this point where you are today? Did you start playing first before, or you just studied and as a profession you just became a coach? No, at first I I played the game mm-hmm. through all these ranks. I had to play the primary school, play high school. Mm. Uh, the love and the, the the love of the game grew from there. Because uh, from the school that I, were, I went to attend in Komoto Comprehensive High School, uh, sports was the main thing there because mm-hmm. we had all these sporting codes that you could mention. Mm-hmm. So it happened that I had to play three codes at school. I was playing volleyball, I was playing soccer, I was playing cricket mm-hmm. at the very same time, but their season, they are different. Mm-hmm. Then the love and the, the passion for the game grew and I played all the way until even when I finish up. Uh, then when playing career has to stop after the injury, then I had to to start to look at other ventures in terms of coaching and looking at other opportunities that were presented in front of me. Uh, then I had to, to choose soccer. Uh, I had to leave cricket, I had to leave volleyball. Then I had to concentrate in soccer uh, because the family background as well. Uh, my dad and my uncles, they love football, they play the game. It was more easier for me to okay. play the game yeah. so that I can understand the game more. Also the support. And the I, support I again. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very same time, they still support me, even this day. Uh, then I started uh, coaching in the local teams. Then I had to meet a guy by the name of Gavin Mulambo. Uh, he was the guy that uh, took me by the hand and teach me how to coach. At the very same time, it was the guy that took that initiative and say, 
don't just become a coach without qualification. Mm. It was the guy that took me to my first qualification that I went there, then I started coaching and then, then everything started getting together now until uh, I started coaching ladies because I just came to ladies a few years back mm. because I was coaching the guys. Coaching the, guys, yeah, coaching the guys, coaching the guys. Then it happened that I, I went to one team uh, in Mabopane that they had a team for guys. Mm. And I coached that team, I think, for seven games. Mm. And the owner of the team sold the team to the other pastor. Mm-hmm. And that pastor had two teams of the ladies' team. And I was coaching the guys. So it happened that when you know when these teams are being bought and transmuting and everything that has to happen there. Mm. So I, it happened that uh, they bought the team. So I had to go with the team because the team was bought. And when I get there, we sat down like any business that you normally mm-hmm. sit down and we discuss. And they say, uh, I had to shift from the guys uh, because they are bringing another coach mm-hmm. and they don't want to let me go. Mm-hmm. So they could find me something in the structure. And they say there's a ladies team that does not have a coach and there's both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, by that time, the team was playing in Northwest. They were playing Sassol in Northwest and they had another B team that was playing around. Then from there I started falling in love in coaching girls. Mm. Then then the love keep on growing, the love keep on growing. Then winning starting to kick in. So you start to love things, the passion start to grow in now. And from there then I love the game more and I start loving the ladies because I could see they were playing more different than the guys because mm. you could understand when uh, ladies play the game they are more different with the guys. The tempo, the way they read the game, it's more, it's more different. That I had to love the game more now. Said, okay, this is what I could take. This is what I could learn. And I had to learn from other people who were coaching the girls before to mm-hmm. see how can I, I get more knowledge in terms of the girls, how to, how to manage them, how yeah. to treat them, uh, how to respect them as yeah. well. I also, like I wanted to know about that. That like what is like what is. The, I, I believe there's some sense of difference between like coaching males uh, and females, you know, the transition from just going from there to the ladies and also growing in it. And I hear you saying that you had to learn what, what are those things that, like, do, do you become feminine with them or it's the same way, it's the, the same, if I'm to say a passion and aggression at the same time, that I, I just want to understand the difference between coaching the two genders. You, you must understand one thing. With the ladies, they are too fragile. Mm. Uh, one, you have to treat them like they are own, They are, they are your own. Mm. You have to treat them like they are your, your little sisters. You have to treat them like uh, you are connected with them because the game itself, it's, it's a culture, it's philosophy, it's philosophy style. Mm. Those th- three things have to come together. You have to bring them in one thing. And then again, you have to understand them because when you coach girls, girls are they are not like guys. Mm. They have their mood swings. They today Fact. they are Fact. today they are happy. <laughs> tomorrow they change. They are like weather. Mm. They are like a weather from Cape Town. They change in mm. in one day four times. So you have to have the love and you have to be patient. Yeah. That's one thing about ladies that you must be patient. Yeah. Because when you teach them, at the very same time you must not be harsh with them, but you must teach them the reality of the game. And, and you must teach them what they could learn and see at the very same time. But with guys, you know, guys, they grew up playing soccer in the street. They yeah. grew up learning the game on their own. So with girls, they start late in, mm. in, in, in their development. Some of them, they started 16 years old, which is late for them. But it's very understandable because 
in our country we we never endorse we never love ladies playing football mm. and it's just starting now a few years back whereby we're starting to say okay this we can take it's going somewhere yeah this we can take this we can teach and we see the numbers of ladies growing and playing and again uh, i've been with zebra force i think for three and a half years coaching the ladies there uh, in that time we were playing in the very same league with tut oh. so we were playing in the regional league at the very same time but the, because I was coaching two teams, the regional league and the Sassel team. Because mm. the Sassel team was playing the Northwest League and the regional league was playing the Houting League. So the other time on Saturday I would be in Northwest, the other time Sunday yeah. I would be this side. And it happened that I had a relationship with Kulio before then. Mm. Uh, we had a relationship because we were playing in the very same league, we were competing in the very same league. Uh, at that year that I was coaching there before I left, uh, TUT finished first, then we finished second. Then it happened, I think it was 2012 by then, that time. And uh, we had this agreement with the club. Mm. Uh, I decided to stay at home. Okay. Then when Mr. Mekai heard that I was at home and he said, okay, can you jump ship and come to TUT? Mm. And at first we were talking, it was around November, I think. Mm. Said, no, you must come February. Then the year ends, it was a new year of 2013. Mm. Then I came to TUT 2013. Since from 2013, I was here and I'm still here. Uh, I think it's nine years or eight years. Yeah, I've uh, worked with, with Mr. Mukai for almost uh, six years while building the team together. Mm. Then I had to, because the number of the ladies in the university was starting to grow because they started loving the game now. Yeah. Then we started deciding, okay, let us have two teams now. And we start, we start having, yeah. so that we can grow the number mm. so that uh, the, a girl child can play football, everyone can have it as a space to play. Mm. So we decided to make two teams. So I spent three years there in the B team uh, until recently this year. Then mm. when I was asked to come and take over the first team. Mm. Uh, a very huge task, I must say. Yeah. A very big, uh, big shoes to fill. Uh, again, with a, a very colossal history with the university in yeah. terms of us playing in the varsity cup, winning and it, winning, winning it. Yeah. You have to keep the standard again, maintain the standard, maintain the players. But at the very same time, what I was lucky about or what I was blessed with when I was with Mr. Mukai, mm. he taught me all these things. Mm. Uh, he said, when you build a team, you don't build a team for one year. Mm. You build a team for three years, you build a team for four years because of our team, 90% has to be student because you know if you have a 90% student that you know you're going to spend three years to four years yeah. with them. Yeah. So which means the yeah. philosophy, style and culture yeah. will be already in them because they will be a family, they will be together for such a time. Makes sense. Yeah, so then we built the team and the team, they were doing very well and the team is still doing very well. Exceptionally well, if yeah. I want to add. So what are the challenges? Um, have you met any challenges with either moving to the A team or with like basically the I, I want the core challenge if there are any within that can either be addressed or that you're still working on that you have plans on you know how you're going to change this and that that and this because we all know that growth is you know it requires a lot yeah. more than just I mean, from hearing what you're saying, I, I can tell that you've, you've acquired skills of like your emotional intelligence because working with different people, especially women with our own 
nature and i just want to know if there are any challenges and how do you work around those challenges to still maintain the standard that you've been maintaining the transition i must say it was not that easy mm. because you are moving from the b team to the first team mm. uh, the first team most of the players are first class players mm. they've been to the world student game some they've been to the olympics mm. so in terms of experience they are there so in the b team you work more in terms of developing you mm -hmm. develop you take time there there's no time in the first team there's no time you must do something now it must work now so in the B team, you take your time. We have a, a leverage of, of time to do things because there you develop. Mm. In the first team, that's why I'm saying transition. It was not that, that easy because there you're dealing with people that one they know, mm. they know what is happening around them, mm. and you must teach them what they don't know because you cannot come with things that they know because oh, they're gonna get bored yeah. because they already been there, they, they have done that. They, so you need to come and up your game. So the, the challenge was that to, to switch. Yeah. I had to switch quick. Because at the space that when I went to the first team, the team was already there. Yeah. One, you don't have to change anything because the structure is there. Mm. What you have to do is that you must elevate the game now. You must take the game up again. And again, you must understand when women are, are too open to somebody mm. and try to understand that person and they are open and to talk with anything. When, when you bring somebody in, they're going to start from the beginning to, to come, to learn, yeah. to trust, yeah. to, to be open up, to come and talk with you one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So it takes time. But I was, I was so blessed that most of the players that are in the first team, we've been with them for such a long time. Yeah. We've been with them, we've worked with them. And one thing that I'm happy with, they are so open to me. We can, we can speak, we can talk with anything that requires football, education, and you will try to bring some life into them but you know they are women mm. they will never be open to that point but the most important thing that you need to balance to them is, is their education and their life because yeah. those things those two things they go together yeah. we always teach them they say guys your education you are here at the university for education that's number one football yeah. comes second your education needs to be on par you need to do things right you need to pass you need to excel so that you can work at the very same time in the field again so are there any like structures in place that you have that actually assist them with regards to like do you have specific mentors that are specifically for people that are playing for the university or do you make any arrangements just to make sure that they don't slack at any point because sometimes they leave um, and it's during test week and they have to come back and write their sick test and what's on and how does that how do you contribute to them having a much softer um, journey i think for us uh, for us to surpass that or to deal with that is mm. that it is the technical team the structure that we have mm. because each and every one plays a different role and they play the most important role mm. at the very same time we have the office that helps us yeah. so if we have matches that we have to play in between uh, uh, players are skipping tests the offices to to help us in that yeah. in terms finding them a space where can they write and and again how can they get help in terms of them when they have missed the school or if they go to Banyana camp or they go to the World Student Games or the Cooksas, when they come back, uh, structures have to be in place so that they cannot fall behind because the most important thing is that it's, it's their education, not soccer. So if they go for the, for, for the national duties, we must make sure when they come back, they must not slack, but they must keep up with the rest that they are, yeah. they are there. And I think the office has is, is been doing a good job for these ladies in terms of helping them. Mm. 
they helping us in in all faculties in in the universities uh, they are trying to help us so that we can become uh, better individuals and a better team at the end of the day okay so with with regards to this is i'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of football players né? and the conversation is the mental wellness how the bench can just strip you make you feel like you, you're stripped off how do you then encourage those that maybe do not make the 18 or the starting 11 and like how do you deal with the mental side of things with regards to what the game does because for them it's more than just football i believe yeah football you must understand it. it's tactical at the very same time it's mental it's it's, it's psychological mm. you have to be strong to play the game yeah you have to be strong mentally you have to be strong spiritually as well because that game requires a lot of things mm. and to us because you need to understand we work with a number of a group of a lot of ladies mm. which comes with different emotion and, and everything but the most important thing that we train these ladies to be mentally strong it doesn't mean if you didn't play today, you'll never play tomorrow. And it doesn't mean that if you didn't play today, you are bad. Mm. But we, we try to explain to them from the training session that whatever that we do at training session, it must reflect the game. Yeah. So if you are not in the part of the game this week, it doesn't mean you are not in the part of the game next week. Mm. Things can change. But at the very same time, you must give them a feedback that is positive, that they can take and go and work with it. Because sometimes if you're not giving them a feedback that they think that okay it can challenge me so that when i go back to my room so that when i come back tomorrow i can start and work more harder so that i can make the team but at the very same time the ones that are in the bench they should look at these ones that are playing and say okay i want to surpass this one how i do that i need to work hard where i am lacking so that i can come and ask as a coach where can i improve so that we start working on that but the most important thing about this team is that these ladies they are so clever most of them, if we finish training session, if, if we're not training, they will go and do their extra work because they want to improve. Because we are playing in a league whereby we cannot just wait for coaches to do things for us because this league uh, requires a lot of things. And in a short space of time again. Understood. So what is the plan going forward? Like what, what are, are we going to see like massive changes? Because I feel, one thing that I feel about... Um, the the university or like rather than me say the ttfc ladies is in terms of i can tell that the the team is doing exceptional like you said even yeah. in the office like the technical team and all that and all that but do you have like great marketing plans that are coming in place like you know for them to be known for the good that they do because recognition for me i think they still need to be recognized I still, I, I, I still believe, and I have said this in one of the interviews, that ladies' football is still under a shell mm. uh, in terms of ladies being marketed and put mm. there in the media or anywhere. Mm. Uh, we're still lacking there because mm. we still have this perception, these are ladies. Yeah. Uh, but with us as a university for now, I think we are there. Mm. Because if we try to look, we've been to Spain, play Girls' Cup in Spain. Yeah. Uh, now people in South Africa they start to recognize us because uh, last year or a year before we had almost eight players in the Banyana Banyana team at once. Uh, we had more numbers in the in the World Student Games per university to say, and we could start seeing that now we start to attract more because once you start winning, you must understand this thing. It's a two-way thing. Mm. Once you start winning, you attract things. Yeah. 
And once you start winning, you're opening doors. Once you start winning, you are saying to the ones that are coming behind, come and fill the gap. Mm -hmm. So for us, it has done that. And that it was done because we won the varsity cup six times. So yeah. everyone wants to know about this team. Everyone wants to be the part of this team. Everyone wants to know, wants to know what is so special about this university. Mm -hmm. Why each and every year they keep on winning. They want to know. I think for our space, for myself, I think for our space, I think in terms of being marketed, we are marketed very well. But we still need to grow. We still right. need to be recognized in the country. And I must say again, for us as a university to be nominated in 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 Houting Sports Awards as nominees as a as the team of the year, that has opened doors for us because everyone wanted to know from the sports awards who is this university, what is so great about them, what have they what have they done. But for that, it has given us a good marketing skills and now we are still doing it in Twitter, in Instagram, in Facebook because mm. we try to break those barriers so that yeah. people can know about us. Okay. So to that little girl who is just maybe the... Because like with ladies, it, it becomes very tricky, you know, with your teen pregnancies and maybe a person was a player and then they left. Now they want to come back. Or with a person maybe... I don't know, they just demoralized in a way, but they want to come back into the game. What would you say to that young girl or young guy who's probably going to listen to this? I think, I think failure should be a good step to learn. Mm. If you have failed, doesn't mean that you, you have to quit. Everyone in life has failed in anything. So you must dust yourself, prepare yourself again. Let it be a lesson where you're failing and said, okay, I'm failing, let me dust myself. Let me take the hit, let me go forward. Because life throws us with many things and many challenges. But it, it goes to you as a person, how do you take it? Do you take it head on or do you want to lay down and say, I need help and you want somebody to come and help you? At times you need to take yourself up. You dust yourself, you say, let me go, let me go and try again. And trying again, it doesn't mean that you are a failure. But it shows that you have resilience, you have a spirit, you have determination You say, I can do it. If you, can, if you can see somebody doing it, you can do it, and you can do it 10 times better than that person. Thank you so much, Mr. Mabuza. My name is Professor Primo Gwena. Thank you so much for tuning into the chat. Please be on the lookout for the article that is going to be published of this very same podcast. And do follow us on social media platforms as at Professor Mugwena Events on Facebook. And otherwise, myself as an individual is Professor P. Mugwena, Facebook, Twitter. It's at Mugwena Professor on Instagram. So your handles, do they follow the team? How do they follow the team and all that? Uh, on Facebook, we are TT Ladies Football. Mm -hmm. uh, the same handle is the one that we use in Instagram. Uh, myself, I'm Sipo Simabuza on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, I'm Mabuza Sipo. Okay. Yeah, so people can follow us there and... Yeah, they will see the latest things that are coming with, with, our, with our ladies team and we hope that they could keep on supporting us and especially here in the university always when we play here the stadium is always full with the students and also again the the community around the the university they all come and support these ladies and we are forever grateful and we are forever saying when you are here at TUT we will forever give you great results thank you so much oh, it's a pleasure man.